1: It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count.
2: We're on from 1 until 4 every day. And after 4 o'clock, you can hear the show as a podcast on the iHeartRadio app. It's called John and Ken on Demand. So do that.
3: What's a podcast? Oh, figure it out. I have heard of that.
2: Just figure it out. Life's not so difficult.
3: Uh, yeah, I saw some woman yesterday commenting in an article that there was some way to connect on social media or technology for an issue. And she used a word I just never see anymore in print or here. That's not in my ballywick. A bailiwick? A yeah, ballywick. Yeah. Yes, I have a pink bailiwick. Really? Yes, Does it very, match Deborah Marks' pink outfits? Yes, it's very cute. <laughs> <laughs> All right, keep that in your pants. Okay? I will. Um, without belaboring the point, just quickly, uh, we were mentioning the, the Octomom at the mm. end of last hour because yes. the kids turned 14 today. Bellflower is where they were born. Bellflower, California. Yes, it was here. <clears throat> January 26, 2009. So they are 14 today. Just some of the graphics and pictures in the TMZ story were incorrect about her pregnancy because... They were showing a picture of her allegedly from February 2009, and uh, she's got a load of babies in there. So maybe they're drinking it, TMZ. They, they but it said in this Wikipedia that she was, in, she had 29 embryos that were still in frozen storage, and I think she got hooked on this idea of having her eggs stored with, uh, yeah, Uh-huh. yeah. Well, they put 12 apparently into her at her request. You're not supposed to do that. That was. The limit for a woman her age was supposed to be three.
2: Yeah, she found a pretty uh, unorthodox place. He
3: was investigated, the doctor that did this, right? (laughs) And then there's a real lot of back and forth over who could have been the father or the sperm donor. Several different men were mentioned. Oh, uh,
2: I think there's more than one man in that uh, collection. Yeah. She was married at one
3: time. I didn't know that.
2: That that was one uh, messy, messy place in there.
3: Her mother says it was one guy named David Solomon to produce the octuplets as well as her previous six kids. But then that got challenged. It's not really worth going into, but that's kind of the short history. All right. So, uh, yeah, you found this story. It's an opinion piece in the New York Times by a pair of people, Jillian Peterson and James Densley. She is a professor of criminology at Hamline University. Densley is a professor of criminal justice at Metro State University. They work on the violence project. And the headline of the story is we profiled the signs of crisis in 50 years of mass shootings. And this is what we found. These are abridged details from profiles of the suspected or convicted perpetrators of more than 100 mass shootings in the United States. Well, I've gotten really, really
2: exhausted by the constant headlines and questions, it's like, we're still searching for the motives. The, the, the uh, Californians still puzzled, reeling, struggling for answers.
3: And it's almost like, well, I wouldn't do this, so tell me why somebody would, and maybe I'll understand. I don't really know. Well, you know. There the, are things going on in these people's lives that are far from your reality. That's for sure.
2: Yeah, and there is there is a thread that connects them. They're all mentally unbalanced in some way.
3: And they're, they've had big stress situations that really, really put them far sure. out there. Things
2: happen in their life that causes some kind of breakdown mentally. or you know they're born with a, with a mental disorder. and and it, it could be a hundred different categories of mental issues, but it it all comes to the same problem. Their brain is in distress and they they've got stuff going on in there that you don't. And it, it, it frustrates them, it angers them, it compels them because they have some... A lot of this is compulsion. And a lot of it is is anger and bitterness, just emotions out of control.
3: They call them deaths of despair. The killings are not just random acts of violence, but rather a symptom of a deeper societal problem. The continued rise of deaths of despair. And then in between, they have little clips from news stories about some of these shootings that they studied... Uh, one was he told his neighbor that spies were following him. This is five people killed in Milwaukee back in 2020. He threatened his neighbor with a gun. Seven killed in uh, Texas. He had considered suicide. He stopped communicating with his mother, ex-wife. He'd been convicted of domestic violence. He'd expressed violent thoughts. To give you the idea of some of the common threats with uh, the people, and of course, obviously, these were overwhelmingly mass shooters or males. And also, more middle-aged
2: white men are dying of suicide, drug overdose, and alcohol abuse than ever before. And that leads into the despair. You know, whatever is going on in the economy, whatever is going on among men in this modern world and their role in a family, their role in a society, it has driven them some
3: over the edge. And then men will respond with violence. The snippets from other stories, he became depressed, had a short temper. Another one, he lost a significant amount of money gambling He was broke, blamed himself for getting fired from his job. These are all headlines from shootings that occurred over the last 10 or 15 years. He told the FBI he was being mind controlled. Uh, He thought white police officers were carrying out a genocide. He left the house carrying a bag of guns. He had been depressed. Neighbors said he was often moody and drank till he passed out. What you don't see and I imagine this is a majority of the shootings that they studied, the headline, oh yeah, everything was fine with him. He never showed any uh, despair. No, any anger, any no disconnection.
2: It, 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 yeah, like you say, it depressed, moody, drank, withdrawn, depressed, suicidal, drunk, uh, suicidal. Uh,
3: Many were socially isolated from their families or their communities and felt a sense of alienation, which is certainly, I believe, our Monterey Park shooter sitting out there in his trailer in well, Hemet.
2: Is it ever a guy or a young man who's got a full family to go to? Or is it always a guy alone? No, there probably in some way. is an
3: example, but it's rare. Yes. It's rare.
2: It's I'm saying. I'm saying. You know, nine out of ten are guys who live alone in some way. Even if they're in their parents' house, they're isolated in their room. Generally, they don't have happy uh, relationships with women right now. They're not coming home to a, to a, a wife that they love and are comfortable with. Uh, some of them have never dated, let alone you know had a, had a girlfriend or had a wife. They're 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 just they're the oddballs, and we've all met them. And you just distance yourself. You don't want to get to know them. You get the vibe that there's something off, and there's a reason they're alone, and and they're hostile and moody. And I, I think there's there's more and more of this because you know I, I what I was reading is like the, the 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 labor participation rate. We were talking about that the other day. The biggest drop is among men, 35 to 44. Which should be the prime of their employment, and and the labor participation rate has dropped, and that's also the same age that you're getting more and more opioid deaths and alcohol abuse deaths. Hmm. I mean, by 35 to 44, most guys will be married with kids. They'll have a house. They'll have. They'll be you know halfway down their career path. Yeah, and and it's not happening for them.
3: Yeah, well, part of me thinks that today everything's 10 years pushed back because there are a lot of people that get out of college still maybe at 22 or 23, but don't end up getting their lives together for another 10 years. So it's like they're starting in their 30s. This, of course, delays any children, and that's why we don't see as many children because yeah. more and more people are opting to have less kids or no kids than ever before because everything is just getting pushed back. I mean, we are living longer, so there's an argument to be made for that. But uh, but
2: if if you're if you're not making money,
3: Oh, yeah, no, if you live in this uh, life of quiet despair.
2: Yeah, if, if you're a loser.
3: and uh, it, it This you, was their way of putting... They chose mass shootings as a way to seize power and attention. This, this, this part sounds like psychobabble. Forcing others to witness their pain while attempting to end their lives in a way that they once controlled. In mm. other words, they're doing this as a public spectacle because they want you to know that they lived a horrible life of despair and this is all they could do to cope. A lot of them just lash out
2: out at, of at, at, at their anger overwhelms them. Yeah, I, 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 don't, I don't think this is as complicated as everybody in the media wants to make it. They, they want... see
3: this as a form of suicide. A mass shooting is a form. I know obviously, some of these guys have killed themselves at the end. But it's kind of their way. Because they know if they get caught, they're never going to be a free person again. So that's kind of like a suicide, too. <laughs>
2: but yeah. Yeah, it's like the suicide by cop.
3: So they say here that increased armed security or harsh criminal sentences will do little to stop them. In the end, what these two are looking for is more mental health for people and to do anything we can to recognize the signs of these. And they're mostly male. we,
2: We suck at that.
3: This country doesn't really take
2: mental health treatment seriously. We don't have the facilities. We don't have the employees.
3: Oh, I, people I, feel ashamed to admit that they're having a breakdown or a right. Most most mentally
2: ill people are in denial about it, or if they're aware of it, they're ashamed. But I just heard uh, the the uh, Michael Moore, the LAPD police chief. Yeah, he made an announcement today that they don't have the personnel. You know, they're trying to send out mental health teams with the police teams to take care of all the. 911 calls, a lot of them involve, you know, homeless disruptions. He said, we don't have the personnel for this. They're, 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 they just don't exist. No. You know, and, and there seems to be more and more mental illness. He said the, uh, the the pandemic really shook people's brains up and made more people mentally ill. And we that's part of the fallout. And I, I don't know what you do about that. When a society goes crazy one by one.
3: I, you know, we're a very free, individualized society, and you're right. Uh, you're not going to be able to get to everybody that's having a mental breakdown because sometimes uh, we don't get involved. And, and why should we? Unless your family. Right. Family should pick up more of these signs and do something. Because they write, instead, we've allowed mass shootings to become normalized in American culture, ask our kids to participate in active shooter drills, pass through metal detectors on their way to class. So they're advocating here for more gun safety laws and red flag laws and... They've passed stuff. It doesn't work. If a
2: guy's going to blow, he's going to he's going he's going to shoot up a place. Right. There's 400 million guns out there. Maybe the, maybe there isn't an answer to this. Maybe the life has just changed enough that there there's nothing you can do about it. Just hope you're not in the wrong place at the wrong time.
3: Yeah, I'm a person who believes in the great cycle of life. Well, even though we've been in this cycle of mass shootings for quite a while, but uh, it tends to cycle down, then cycle back up again. All right, when we return, you have a chance at $1,000. Did you know that? The keyword is what you need to be listening for. John and Ken KFI, AM640, live everywhere, the iHeart Radio app. All right, well, last year, as usual, they passed a lot of ridiculous bills in Sacramento. One of them we talked about yesterday. That's the one where they want to take over the fast food companies. Yes, the communist bloc in Sacramento decides that California government knows best, so they're going to set up a special council spend more money, build a brand new bureaucracy in the state of California just to decide how much fast food companies should pay their workers and what kind of benefits they should get. Well, that got stopped because the fast food companies collected a lot of signatures real fast and because they're going to get us to vote on it next year. That law was stopped in its tracks until we vote in 2024 on this Fast Food Act. The other one that got stopped in its tracks by a judge, this time, not people collecting signatures, was Assembly Bill 2098. This was a piece of work. Yeah, this was the idea in Sacramento that we're going to stop doctors from giving out misinformation about COVID-19, and we're going to decide what the misinformation and the lies are Mm -hmm. from our scientists who were so... Off back in 2020 with all of their ridiculous.
2: This this is the anti-share
3: tennis balls.
2: Yeah, this is the anti-freedom of speech wing of these uh political communists. Remember, Biden had his disinformation agency. He tried a few months ago with that crazy uh, Mary Poppins lady.
3: Oh, yeah, that's right. You know, nice. Yeah,
2: okay. And so this is Newsom's disinformation agency that he's uh, j- trying to set up, and, and a law that's going to regulate what doctors say. And what pisses me off about this law, and it pissed the judge off, rightfully, is that you could not utter a public opinion that disagreed with the consensus.
3: Yeah, and is the consensus? His name is Judge Shubb, William B. Shubb. Unfortunately. S H U B B. Yeah, that's probably the subject of a lot of jokes when you're in your childhood. Hey, Shub, come on over here. Uh, Defendants argue that while the scientific consensus may sometimes be difficult to define, there is a clear scientific consensus on certain issues. For example, apples contain sugar. Measles is caused by a virus. Down syndrome is caused by a chromosomal abnormality. But AB 2098 does not apply the term to uh, scientific consensus to such basic facts, but rather to COVID-19. A disease that scientists have only been studying for a few years, about which scientific conclusions have been hotly contested and have changed. They have changed a number
2: right. of times over the last three years. There was no consensus on a lot of things. There, there were, there were declarations made, and if you resisted the declaration, you were in violation. Yeah, and you, you know, you could, you could get, you get thrown off all the uh, public platforms, all the social media platforms. And, and it was very much like if the, if the ruling party issues a decree on how you're going to speak about the disease, you must follow or be banished.
3: Yeah, Newsom tried to make it sound like we're only going to do this for the most outrageous, most egregious violations of this uh, COVID-19 law. But many think it was too broadly written. And you could see this crowd that likes to silence everybody, that they don't like their information, would be probably calling upon this law to stop a whole bunch of people in the medical profession Shubb said that uh, uh, he said he wrote that the law's definition of what is classified as misinformation is grammatically incoherent and thus unconstitutionally vague. He said he would grant a doctor's request at a Monday hearing to put the law on hold. Uh, The definition of misinformation in the bill was nonsense. Now, this is not a final judgment on the law, but for now, I'm just uh, glad puts he puts it on hold. I'm glad he used the word nonsense because it was garbage and nonsense. This would even... Uh... Oh, remember they rushed they rushed to write all these bills in Sacramento. Oh, we have a COVID crisis. So they drew up like 50 bills or something to deal with it, well, including, I, of course, vaccination mandates and all sorts of other rules the, and laws. But this one, this was really over the top. Remember, what there, they define as misinformation.
2: There was a consensus, for example, that uh, all the schools ought to be closed. And then it turned out turned out to be wrong. That you could right. open school safely. But because there was a consensus, that gave the teachers union a hook not to work for a year and a half. Re- remember, there was a consensus that you could get um, COVID from countertops. Right. And then they figured out, well, no, that chance is actually quite tiny. Remember, because we everybody was, was doing that stupid, uh, everybody was spraying all the countertops and all the tabletops and all the doorknobs. Everybody was wiping down everything. And that, that, that became like a psychosis for a while.
3: So a group of doctors sued over this. This is why it ended up in front of a judge. It was violation of the First Amendment, free speech free speech protections, 14th Amendment, due process protections. And this judge uh, granted them a hearing. And after the hearing, he issued his ruling that for now it's on hold until this thing goes through the full courts. Because, you know, they passed these bills, Newsom signs it, and they're all like, oh anxious because i mentioned that fast food law they were already putting in the request for personnel they want yeah, to hire a whole bunch of people to staff their new fast food fast food bureaucracy yeah
2: they're running up against the u.s constitution this is not the russian constitution you're in the wrong country <laughs> it's the wrong system of government for you go to a communist state and enjoy all the speech restrictions they have there all right <laughs> I, I i but not here and look what China's done to its people. Why don't you go there? Go live with the consequences of having a government with the power to shut everything down indefinitely. Unlimited power like that.
3: All right, we got more coming up. John and Ken, KFI AM 640, live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Uh, a reminder that tomorrow, the Moist Line is returning to the show during the 3 o'clock hour. That's where it is now, about 3.20 and 3.50. We're taking your messages. You still got time to leave us one. Use the iHeartRadio app. There's a talk back feature indicated by the microphone icon or call that toll free number. It's been there for years 1877 moist 8618776647886. Well, today was supposed to be the day where we were going to get a look at the actual video footage taken by police officers who responded to the Pelosi house in San Francisco the night of October 28th. A man broke in and beat Paul Pelosi with a hammer. Nancy Pelosi was in Washington, D.C. at the time. Uh, this guy's name is, uh, what is it, the De-de-pap? uh, David,
2: uh, David DePappy? DePappy. De
3: DePappy. I, I never uh, heard a
2: pronunciation for
3: it. The guy with the whole weird uh, history of sort of being in some sort of a strange uh, flower child cult and then... They say he turned to the other side and became a QAnon guy. Remember, this was all over the place about this guy. Typical
2: Berkeley character.
3: This mental illness put him in all different directions, trying to search for something to catch his interest. A bunch of media outlets sued. They want to see the video because the police responded, right? So they have body cams. Mm -hmm. And shortly after they got inside, uh, supposedly the two of them were fighting over a hammer and uh that's when Depape won the fight and then smashed uh, Paul Pelosi in the head with it. That would I would imagine that was caught on video is what we're talking about. If they had their body cameras on, yeah. Yeah, I think it was a couple of cops. If, if they least. if they haven't erased the footage. The other thing is the 911 call that Paul Pelosi placed uh surreptitiously after uh Depape uh, woke him up from sleeping in his bedroom. Uh during a preliminary hearing last month, the prosecutors did play portions of Pelosi's 911 call, plus footage from Capitol Police surveillance cameras, and then the body cameras worn by the two police officers who arrived from the home, and video from the the Pape's interview with police. Which that might be interesting too, because <laughs> remember, well, allegedly he said when they were they were basically saying, "Put the hammer down." What do he say? Something like, "Well, this is over," or "Not going to happen," or something like that. Well, if, he...
2: if if he hit Pelosi. In front of the cops on video with the hammer, then uh, there really shouldn't be a trial here. I you would think not. I, I think I, it'd be pretty clear. What's uh, what's the case? What's the I, defense attorney's going to say?
3: I don't know, but a whole bunch of news outlets from the Times to the Associated Press they they sued. They want they want to see what's in there. The DA's well, office said no. Uh, so then, uh, of course, as you know and the way they wrote it in this story, the, in- the intense speculation about the attack fueled the spread of false information. That included, even Trump, I think, was t- right was tweeting stuff that, how could the glass be broken from the inside if he broke into the house? Which, I don't know if that was true, but that's one of the things that got People just around. say stuff. <laughs> and then the, the really good one, which was that uh, uh, De Pape was some sort of a, prost- a male prostitute. <laughs> yeah. Well. Plus, he brought him in for a... <laughs> <laughs> around well, while the wife was out of town or something. When you end up it didn't
2: young, go well between them. And You know, when you drink a lot and you end up with a young guy in your bedroom late at night,
3: people people will talk. People will talk. But, uh, but when you look at this man, because allegedly he said uh, he wanted to wait for Pelosi to come home, he was going to sit there and and he was going to tie her up. And I forget what, what what he was really mad about. He just didn't like I Democratic know. leadership or just something. Didn't like, that. Maybe didn't like her. Yeah.
2: I don't know. She's she's always been a, uh, a a boogeyman now for a lot of. So cooks. what
3: happened today was postponed. It was we were supposed to get some of this released today because the court ordered it, but then the decision was made not so fast. Why so we, why are
2: they being so elusive in releasing the evidence? You know, if you want to tamp down all the fake stories, then lay out all the video, lay out all the information, then the gaps won't be filled. There will not be a vacuum for 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 the way if it bothers you, you may not care about the wackos, but if you're uh, frustrated by this, just tell us what happened. Now,
3: on the subject of Paul Pelosi. well, this this to me is the real story about the Pelosis. They're a shady couple. He sold thirty thousand shares of Google stock in December a month before the Justice Department, and eight states sued Google over alleged antitrust violations. Yes. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, so, did he get a heads up to do that? Uh well, yeah.
2: <laughs> it's not the first time that Paul Pelosi has done this—that has sold uh, or bought. They hear a bunch rumblings of, of something well, going to happen
3: from the government, and they'll course, probably tank the stock so they sell
2: it. The Department of Justice has a lot of employees, and if they're they're suing Google to try to break up their advertising monopoly, and they have not gone after a company that big to break up a monopoly since uh, the Bell Telephone Company in 1982. Remember, is that right? and they broke no, up. yeah, I
3: remember that whole thing. In, right. Into
2: what they called the Baby Bells, and one yeah. of them became Pacific Bell. Uh, and that was the last time they took on something like this because Google Google's share of the of the advertising market, uh, internet market, is in it's the, huge. It's, it yeah. billions and billions of dollars, and they've crowded everybody out. They 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 crush com- competitors, or they purchase the competitors, and uh, you,
3: and I know they. Own or they got their tentacles in a lot of things. Uh, the, the company we're talking about here is Alphabet. That's the Google holding company. I just know them as a search engine. But the other day I was watching some sports show, and um, they're, they're, they're trying to get you to buy their phone. They have a Google phone. Mm-hmm. Like a yeah. Google phone, huh? Yeah. yeah, the Android phone. Yeah, I did. it's hard to beat Apple's iPhone, though, people. At least in this country, people are really... Yeah, they
2: got them. they got a decent market share with their Android phones.
3: Oh, they do? Okay. Yeah. Is it in this country? I don't know anybody with a Google phone. I'm I'm like you now. I don't know anybody that has a Google phone. Do they exist?
2: Eric, there's a. They're cheaper, right, than the Apple phones. Androids? Yeah, I would probably put them in the about the Aren't same I? price range. Yeah. Oh. I, I have an iPhone. I'm I'm anti Android.
3: You, you? Yeah, I've never well, had one either. And is that the one? What's the one that folds open now? Right, they have one that. that, that That's an Android. That is an Android. Who's making that one? Is that Google I, or is that one of the other companies? I believe
2: it's Google or. Yeah, I believe it's Google.
3: Yeah, they have that commercial where the person opened the phone and everyone looks at it like, wow, can I do that with my phone? Um, so Pelosi, apparently what we know, he runs an investment and venture capital firm. I guess he recovered enough, John, to sell the stock. Uh, anyway, uh, he, three different transactions in late December. Uh, the amounts range from 500000 and $1 million. So that's a significant stock dump. Uh, Yeah,
2: right. And when you see that and then uh, just a few days later, uh, Google's being investigated or uh, they're actually going to try and break up Google advertising. You know, he got advanced word. I mean, he probably held that Google stock for a long, long time. Why, Why would you pick this moment to sell it? And it's not the first time it's happened. In fact, that's why there's a Republican senator, Josh Hawley, who is got a bill and he wants to ban Congress people and senators from buying and selling stock. Everything has to go into a blind trust. You in fact, can own it's in it. the
3: name. Preventing elected leaders from owning Securities and Investments Act.
2: Yeah, they named it after Pelosi.
3: Right. Yeah, he's, as he said, people ask no. why why I named my stock trade ban the Pelosi Act. Now you know. They're, they're worth
2: an enormous amount of money, many millions of dollars. No. Tens of millions, maybe maybe hundreds of millions. Yeah, there. Oh, exce- you're
3: right. He sold up to five million dollars yeah. worth of shares in computer chip maker Nvidia days before Congress approved a 280 billion dollar package to boost the semiconductor yeah, industry. Yes, this is what they do. This is like, or this is what the Bidens do. They're,
2: they're, it's almost like organized crime. Yeah, <laughs> they 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 control you know what legally happens to these countries they pass bills or they the department of justice tries to take action a, against monopolization and who's going to get advanced word the speaker of the house she's going to know she's going to know before anybody so she calls up paul and paul knows what to do to dump the stock Damn. and it's All not right. it's not it's not necessarily illegal uh, by, by the way apple's got 55% of the market android has 45%
3: oh that's pretty close then yeah All right, uh, more coming up. John and Ken, KFI AM640, live everywhere, the iHeartRadio app. All right, we're now on one to four. Pick up the show on the podcast. If you can't listen live, that's on the iHeartRadio app or KFIAM640.com. One more quick story on Google before we get to some audio. Uh, We were just talking about them. They're a subject of a big antitrust lawsuit. They also announced last week they were cutting 12,000 employees. Six percent of their full-time workforce and among the casualties, a bunch of massage therapists. So, this is a very sad story. <laughs> Apparently, that was a perk of working at Google or Alphabet's the company. Uh, you could have a massage therapist come Whoa, and give you. That must really upset those. Uh, 27 in house massage therapists.
1: How come we don't have that here?
3: 24 in Mountain View, three in Southern California, in LA, and Irvine. There were three of them working at the Google offices. I don't like massages.
1: Oh, God, you're nuts. <laughs> Who doesn't like a massage? Ken, you like massages, don't you?
3: I've only had two, and they were both painful.
1: Get the hot rock massage. I told you guys about oh, that no, before. We're going to
3: get into new age stuff
1: It's now. a wonderful experience.
3: Are they the precious stones they put on Not you? Not the or?
1: precious stones, no. They're just hot rocks, and they roll them along your body. Oh, it feels right. so good. Right. And, and- <laughs> It's very relaxing until and the, healing.
2: Until the third degree burns. Well, that it. did
1: happen to me one time. I'm going to be honest. I went with some girlfriends to a spa, yeah. Yeah. and I had the hot rock massage, and they they saw my back, and they said, oh, my God, oh, my God. So I I, I, I looked, and I said, oh, my God, oh, my God. So Little I went and got my marks? money back. Yes, these big burn marks from the rocks, big circles, about 10 of them on my back. That what was a one and done. See, that's, happened one, one time. that's
2: one of those therapies. They have to do it perfectly every time.
1: It only happened one time. I've had them many times.
2: One guy has a bad day or one woman has a bad day.
1: (laughs) Live a little, John.
2: I don't know. All right.
3: Well, Senator John Kennedy lives. Well, not that one. He was a senator before he was president. There's another one. There's one in Louisiana, a Republican. John Kennedy, no relation, I guess, to the Kennedy family. Pretty far away in Louisiana. Well, we have some audio. Uh, He was questioning a Biden judicial nominee. This is, uh, her uh, name, uh, she's already a judge. She's on the Spokane County Superior Court in the state of Washington. But he was nominating her to serve on the U.S. District Court for the Eastern District right. of Washington. So the question is, should a federal judge
2: know what each amendment covers? What is the hmm. subject matter of each individual amendment? And articles. And the this is Charnell vajelkin
3: yeah, but Bajelkengren. Bajelkengren. yeah. My name's right there in the middle, K E N. There's a lot of names. <laughs> Surrounded by a Bajel and a Gren.
2: So let's see if uh, Charnel Bajelkengren understands the U.S. Constitution.
3: Judge, on the far end, uh, tell, tell me what Article 5 of the Constitution does.
0: Article 5 is not coming to mind at the moment. Okay.
3: How about Article 2?
0: Neither is Article 2. Okay.
3: (laughs) Well, I don't know Article 2. Do you know what purposivism is? What?
0: Um, In my... 12 years as an assistant attorney general huh? and my nine years serving as a judge. And I was, I was, was not the cheerleading faced team? with that precise question. Um, we are the highest trial court in Washington state. So I'm frequently faced with um, issues that I'm not familiar with. And I thoroughly review the law, our research and apply the law to the facts
3: presented to me. Well, you're going to be faced with it as a, if you're confirmed, I can assure you of that.
2: Hmm. Well, uh, you have to know the Articles of the Constitution to be a federal judge, I think. Isn't that uh, like...
3: I would imagine that if I was going to be a federal judge, who's yeah. already, what, a county judge or something? Yeah. We're, or we're, state not, judge?
2: we're not supposed to know. That's why nobody brings a case to you and I, right? Because we don't know what the I don't know Article specifically. 5. Specifically. says
3: it concerns the amendments process. and Article 2, invests the executive power in the President of the United States. Right. And lays out the powers of the executive branch, so...
2: Right, so right. She, she doesn't know Article 2 or Article 5, and I have a feeling she doesn't know any of the other articles either. Now, that, now What about
3: uh, purposivism?
2: Well, that's, uh, and I just learned this today, I'd never heard the word. Uh, it's, it's the two distinct uh, philosophies on how to interpret law. Uh, generally, you know, conservative judges interpret the law by exactly what it says in the text.
3: Yeah.
2: And then the uh, liberal judges uh, look to what was the intent of the law. Don't go by what it says. Hmm. What was it intended to do? I and, see. And so that's what that word is. I can't even pronounce it.
3: Now, there's always been that debate whether you just strictly sure. interpret the Constitution as written or you interpret. Right, right. You make And you, you adjust for you, current day realities. Or you make something up that's not there. They de- <laughs> Well, it's a general document. It's broad. No? <laughs> well, then if you want something specific, you write it down specifically. It's not hard to do that. They can't cover all the things that occur in modern day life. Uh, that we have to interpret that.
2: Then, then, then the judge can't make a decision.
3: No, I guess not.
2: But, so, right, when, uh, but didn't she sound like, uh, you know, she was in eighth grade? She well, she is a young woman, yes.
1: And what do you have against cheerleaders? And no, I was not one. <laughs> no, she just
2: sounded like somebody saying, well, you know, I was the captain of the cheerleading team. She <laughs> sounded like a federal judge to me.
3: All right, we're going to have uh, another keyword coming up in about uh, 15, 20 I minutes have from now. Nothing against cheerleaders. I, 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 we have I, some... Okay. Some of his favorite girls to watch in high school, probably. <laughs> yes. Might have I'm been. Sure. Uh, we're going to have some good uh, Newsome audio. What a dope. John and Ken, KFI AM 640. Another. One. Live everywhere, the iHeartRadio app. And Deborah Mark live in the 24 hour KFI newsroom.
0: important information.